0: What's up, Overcomers? I am your host, Josh Knudy, the host of the podcast, Overcoming You. On this podcast, we focus on what we consider to be the most important thing in this world, which is what we think about ourselves when we are by ourselves. If you're new to the podcast, thank you. Please uh, subscribe and rate and continue to listen. And if you're returning, welcome back. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe and rate and keep listening. So ladies and gentlemen, I am really, really stoked for my guest today. He was a All-American football star, ended up becoming a D1 defensive tackle, 275 pounds, doing a 4540 benching over 400 pounds, playing against some of the biggest Hall of Famers in NFL history, Randy Moss. Then not only that, he went on to get his master's in psychology, He's canceled inmates, married couples, he's a personal trainer, a life coach, and then on top of that, he is literally one of the funniest comedians out there. He has toured with some of the biggest names in some of the hottest clubs. He's toured literally around the world. He's hosted multiple MTV shows. He's a TEDx speaker, and if you didn't think that was enough, that he's a super athlete, he's an intellectual, he's funny, you're thinking, he's got to be a jerk too. Well, nope, you'd be wrong there because he is the host and founder of an amazing amazing podcast you have to check it out you have to subscribe it's titled before you kill yourself i'm not the only one going through this yes. i'm not the
1: only one feeling inadequate i'm not the only one who's struggling with not feeling like they they're enough or have done enough
0: So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest today, Leo Flowers. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you doing this.
1: I feel like I have, I should have way I should have way more money in the bank <laughs>
0: with all those accolades that
1: you just spewed out. I'm like, I am I should be getting paid more. What it, am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I truly totally need to work on my self talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, let's uh let's get into your story. Let's uh flash forward to high school. What type of person were you? Were you in high school? And then during that time, since that is such a crucial time for that age group, what kind of thoughts were going through your head? Were you just a hey, I'm a I'm a jock, I'm a stud, I'm all that in a bag of chips, or kind of what were you like in high school?
1: Uh, now that's, that's that's a great question. So I was pretty much an introvert in high school, and I had my core group of friends it was me and four other guys and we're still best friends to this day my my friends from high school I'm 43 and uh and we we still uh keep in touch and hang out and uh talk trash and we've been through our our, our fights and battles and blah 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 to this day so i pretty much only hung out with them uh and then any the other socializing usually was around sports okay uh so you know what i was playing uh like a pickup football or you know uh, a, a casual football game or a pickup basketball game um that that's where i socialize with other people for the most part but outside of that if i wasn't really hanging out with my boys or uh you know uh, if i wasn't in a relationship then um that was it it was just high school football and then um I worked at Popeye's uh, on the, on the weekends when nice. I could. So I worked there part time. So, um, which interestingly, um, as I I, 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 I went back and did a show in Chicago a few years ago and I invited a bunch of my friends uh, from high school or just basically my, and people in my class from high school. Um, and, a lot of them thought I was stuck up. Really? Which I had no idea. And the reason is, and here's the thing, here's what was fascinating. Because I was, quote unquote, star athlete, because I was good looking, uh, well, I'm still good looking. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> uh, but because I seemed to have it all, right? Yep. They thought that me not, opening up to them or connecting with them or bonding with them or talking to them, uh, was because I was stuck up when really it was more of like, I, I was a, a introvert and I was like, do they, yeah, do they want to hang out with me? You know, like, so they're expecting me to be more, uh, proactive in my engagement Yeah, because of, it's like if, if Kevin Hart walks into a room with Bill Gates, you expect him to, to say hi and shake your hand and put yep. you at ease because I wasn't like that. And I didn't even realize that was a perception of me until after high school that that I realized I could have had a much richer uh, high school experience. Yeah. And and that it makes me realize what the what the different looks were for <laughs> at, at different times, you know. But you know, but that that just goes to show that we we don't always know our value. We don't yeah. know the the power that we hold. But I'm glad I learned that lesson because now when I walk into a room, I walk into the room like I am the star athlete. I shake hands. I say hi to everybody.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, I just act as if they expect me to engage.
0: So you be know, be. So. Me a introvert, was that something that you had to consciously like work on and, or just after that, or was it kind of like an aha moment during that Chicago show where you're like, Oh wow, I need to change that. Was it super easy at first or did you have to work up to it considering that you, said it's you something come...
1: that I still work on? Because okay. you know, I have, I have a lot of social anxiety. I have, I have a lot of it. You know, I, like if I'm going to a party or any type of uh, social uh, uh, engagement, I, I, I limit myself to two hours. I have, I have a two-hour limit, and then I am leaving the party. Interesting. I, I, I realize, like after two hours, like that's all I can take to and, and still and still be functioning at a uh, full capacity. I can stay longer, but uh, right. but then I kind of shut down. Right, I yeah. shut down. I wall off. My energy uh, dissipates. I'm just I'm not the guy who walked in. Yeah. So I'd rather say hi and bye within a time frame, uh, make an impression and then leave.
0: See, I um, think that's so big for individuals to hear who have that social anxiety or have that constantly when they walk into a room, they just try to find the quickest corner and get to. Cause here you have somebody right. who's been on stage hundreds of thousands of hours or whatever it is they've been on stage. If anybody should not have or should, should, I'm using air quotes, should not have social anxiety would be someone who's constantly in front of hundreds or thousands of people, but yet even individuals like you have that. So, but the cool thing is that you figured out a way to harness it and you utilize it and put a, a workaround so you can still engage and but it's not draining to you. So I think that's really cool for people to hear. That's it. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah. So because what I've learned a, a few things about introverts, and there are two really great books on how to how to navigate through life and how to work around your introversion. For some people, shows up as anxiety. Um, it could be some other things, but uh, the book Quiet by I think Susan King, um or Susan David, but it's called Quiet. And then there's another book called The Power of the Introverts. Is an introvert power. I think it's power of introverts. They'll help you make sense of how you feel and what you're experiencing, and so that you can better communicate with people around you, so that you're not, so that there's more clarity, and then there's more efficiency, and then there's less awkwardness. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, a couple of things that I do when I do go to social events is, because I used to think that. I had to work the entire room and I realized I don't, you know, it's like find someone, anyone, and then just uh, engage with them for a period of time. And then slowly work your way around the room. And also I realized uh, a lot of introverts were not into small talk. I hate small talk, dude, um, which is why, you know on the dating app i was like you look like you have it all together what don't you have you know like let's get yeah. to the let's get to the meat of this you know
0: yeah dude i listened to your episode 1 of your podcast Be- before you kill yourself and you said those those words i hate small talk and I went running into my wife's office. I was like, dude, this guy says the same thing I say all the time. There's a place (laughs) and a time for that small talk. But man, it is very difficult for me to talk to individuals who are about as deep as a puddle. Like, I want to get to the meat of the things. I want to, like, talk about, you know, what's going on with you. You know, what do you think about what's going on in society? Not necessarily give you my views or opinions on social issues but talk about something real and so many of my interactions with certain individuals especially in the business world are so like surface and superficial and it's like
1: oh let's get to the and i and i find that most people want to get to the big talk you know most of us have been trained and not to say that there's not a time and place obviously for small talk like you're in I'm not going to ask you, you know, <laughs> about your trust issues. You know, <laughs> you got six floors. Go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but uh, but but let's explore the big ideas. Let's. I think part of why we've uh, strayed away from the the big talk is, you know, we're afraid to hurt each other's feelings. We wonder what the other person's going to think. And uh, there's 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 like been. There's a huge backlash for you know, as Dave Chappelle said, for people speaking recklessly. Like you, you should. Mm-hmm. We need to allow each other space to say some really screwed up things, so that we can really get to the meat of it instead of being hung up on, you know, the the, the way they're expressing it. It's like yep. really trying to get to the the truth of what they're trying to say versus the surface of what they're saying
0: yeah and a lot of times when you have those conversations if when you're having them and it comes off as quote-unquote reckless or like wow that's way inappropriate or something if you go a little a couple layers deeper and go like where where did that come from in the heart i think who was it i heard patrice o'neill say Whether a joke is crap and bombs or whether it's hilarious or whether it offends or whether it congratulates, it all comes from the same spot, which is the person is trying to make you laugh. It's coming from a good spot, a good place. They're not coming from a spot to hurt you and stuff like that. And I was like, that was a really good, insightful.
1: I um, Man, where did I learn this from? So there's this book called uh, Never Split the Difference. And it's written by uh, Chris Voss. I uh, mean, and it's uh, about how to negotiate anything. And it it taught me because you know I I I'm an introvert, but I'm also very I'm highly sensitive. I'm very I'm very fragile. <laughs>
2: um,
1: so like when people would say things that hurt me, it would really hurt, and I would just walk away hurt. But what that book never split the difference taught me is that when someone makes a statement. It, it elicits some type of emotional response, especially if it's hurt or pain or something like that, to then kind of repeat the last thing that they said mm-hmm. so that you can get more clarity, right? Because what happens is you get into an argument with someone, and maybe they call you a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to keep it clean. And that hurts you. You're like, oh, I'm not a jerk. You're a jerk, blah, blah, blah. But if you say, if they say you're a jerk and you go, a jerk, what they'll end up doing is then clarifying why they said that. So you're basically repeating like the last word or the last couple words that they said in like a question form. So like if you go, I'm running late, you're like running late and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be there in about 10 minutes. So it's when you repeat the last word that they said or last couple words, they then they will explain expound on, on what they've said and then you can get more clarity on it or if they say something that hurts you can just say oh that hurt interesting because you'll also find that sometimes people will say something that hurts and that's not their intention it's just how they they were raised it's just yeah. it, was, it was part of their culture to speak in the way that they do right
0: yeah that uh, um, that repeat the last thing that's really really. I'm just thinking about myself, but so many of us right now, I'm like a massive, massive people pleaser. So it wasn't until Mm -hmm. this last year or so where I finally am like, no, no, no. If I don't like something, I'm, I'm looking you straight in the eye and I'm going to, I'm going to confront you on it and Hey, whatever happens happens, but I have to, finally stick up for myself and not just let people walk all over me or you know people call me a jerk and i just walk away and go that motherfucker i can't believe he said that yeah but this is a easy way and it's not as combative to just repeat that last thing that puts me yep. at ease to where i'm not being a a jerk going what the fuck do you say man i don't really understand that dude why would you say that you know that type of stuff and just like wait what do you mean i'm a jerk and then they go, well, no, I didn't mean like that. Oh, so that's really, really good. I like that. I, I wrote that down as a takeaway.
1: So powerful, man. It, and it's, it's a it's a great way to, because
0: you said you're married, right? Yep.
1: Even in your relationship, you know, what you'll, and how long have you guys been
0: married? It'll be three years in September together for seven. Right. So three years,
1: what a lot, what, the mistake that a lot of guys make and, and even women, but you know, mostly this is seen as a, as a guy's issue is that, we don't know how to listen. The woman goes, he's just not a, he just doesn't communicate blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. What it is that, you know, men, because we've been wired to fix things. Yes. And not to feel things. Yes. So in a relationship, your wife wants you to feel things and not to fix things. Right? Yes. So, there's a disconnect when she starts talking, I'm looking for the fix and she's looking for you to feel. And, and that, and so, and because there's that, you're, you're starting from two different paradigms. Mm -hmm. There's a constant clashing in the middle. Right. Yep. But, and so then the woman goes, he just doesn't listen. And it's like, the guy's like, I am listening. I'm listening for how to fix this. And then I told you how to fix it. And then you were still upset. So I don't understand what the, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, yeah. it becomes that conversation. What the woman really wants is when she comes home and and she's upset about her boss or something else, all she wants you to do is feel her emotions with her to be like, if she's like, Oh man, my boss he really sucks. And and instead of you saying, well, you should quit or, you know, uh, solving for work somewhere else, trying to fix it. it's supposed to be like, Oh man, if my boss did that, I think he would suck too. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing where you're validating her emotions. And then, because we talked about how emotions are layered, right?
2: Yep.
1: Um, then you want to go into what else are you feeling? Because, there's a reason why we say women are emotional and men are emotional is because they're not just experiencing the one emotion of anger. Usually uh, somebody who is uh, feeling angry, they're also uh, uh, a little uh, frustrated. They may feel uh, irritated or hurt. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And on the other side of anger though, is uh, feeling powerful. So, but first, she has to work through her emotions of anger and hurt and, and uh, you know, being irritated and, and things like that to get back to the other side of feeling powerful and respected and appreciated. But it's our job as the listener
0: to uh,
1: help the other person click through their emotions. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so huge. I felt like you have my bedroom bugged when you said, um, <laughs> I was like, or have you been talking to my wife? Seems like I've heard this before multiple times and it still doesn't get through my thick school. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I'm just like, well, how do we fix it? Like, we need a, we need a party? Do we need to um, go out? Like, we need to get, get happier? She's like, no, dummy, just sit there and fucking listen to me and put your arm around me and stop at the hold. Ladies, gentlemen, how about sometimes stop at the hole, not, not go, you know, round third base or <laughs> stuff like that. So,
1: Well, you know, and so there's a balance, right? Yeah. You have to feel her, right? And then what you'll notice is that she'll start to calm down naturally as she feels heard, because as human beings, that is one of our primary needs. You know, we don't need, you know, they, they got us, media has this thing we need a car and a house and yeah. a this and a that but really what we need is to feel heard to feel validated to feel appreciated right? Yeah. That's what she's coming to you for as her spouse and as a person who loves her mm-hmm. now 24 hours later here's where you win all the bonus points 24 hours later you come back to your wife and you say you know what I was really thinking about what you said yesterday. Ooh. And here's right? You already feel yeah, it. Yeah. You already feel it, right? <laughs> and then you say, you know, uh, here's what I here's what I was thinking we could do. You wanna throw in the week. Here's what I was thinking. Because then she goes, Wow, you really thought about me. You, you're you you know, so now she'll really feel heard and, and validated because you actually the following day or like like the follow up, right? Yeah. Right. That's what that's what when you go to a, a doctor or a therapist, you go take your car, in, there, there's always the follow up to make sure that what we did worked. Yep. And when you when you employ the follow up, that's when you can fix it because yeah. she's out of her emotions at that time.
0: If you do that 24-hour and you come back and been thinking about it, I'm definitely going to be able to round third that night, I bet. (laughs) Dude, so many things are going to
1: happen in that bedroom that night. You didn't even know what's possible, let me tell you. (laughs)
0: Uh, That's fucking funny. Let's kind of switch gears a little bit and kind of go back to you. And I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about some of your darkest moments. You've had um, suicidal ideations or some extremely dark thoughts, is that correct?
1: Oh man, I'm I'm going through it at this moment right now. I uh, almost broke down crying earlier for no reason. Even even in just talking about, it, I could I could feel the emotions swell up. I just go through these periods of man. What, what's his name? Winston Churchill called it the black dog.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And why I reference Winston Churchill? is Because he was uh, he's known for? I have his bio uh, right so in front of me. Mean, he's known for going through uh, huge or long bouts of deep depression. He was open about it and uh, called it the black dog. And but you know he lived to I think almost ninety or something like that. So oh, it you know when I hear about people like him who uh, have experienced uh, some of the same feelings, it lets me know that. It's not something that you can fix or Mm. get rid of. It's something that uh, you have to find strategies for how to manage it when it does flare up. That's what I like to call them. I call my suicidal ideations flare ups because there is a a link between inflammation in the body and depression. Mm. And they're even uh, linking it to dementia and alzheimer's and things like that i think part of it is because of my uh, i have six bulging discs on my neck from playing college football and they use my three through five so uh those that surgery causes a, uh, a lot of uh inflammation in my body so i have to be careful about the certain foods that i eat and uh so what's funny is is like People looking at, me, they go, man, he's in great shape, and it's like. I'm I'm, I'm on this anti-inflammatory diet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just trying to stop my neck from hurting. That's all, guys. I'm not not in this six-pack ad. I just (laughs) oh, that's funny. It's just that if I eat fried foods, uh, my neck really my neck really hurts. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, geez. I wish it was vanity or (laughs) yeah.
0: Wish it was discipline or vanity. No, it's just just trying to (laughs) elude pain.
1: Yeah, it's like this. This is a really high price. This is just a really high cost for uh, yeah. for eating the wrong
0: foods. So it sounds like uh, um, food is definitely. I want to go into the strategies because I, I feel or know that you have some really good ones. So what are some of those strategies when you're feeling like that or when you're helping people that who who are during those dark times or feeling those feelings or thinking those thoughts? What are some strategies that you use? Obviously, you talked about food. What else do you utilize?
1: So there's a, a couple things. One is I, I give myself permission to, to shut things down. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't put too much on my plate. I don't overwhelm myself. I get better at setting boundaries and, and saying no to projects mm-hmm. that might, um, you know, get me out of my routine, things like that. Uh, but the but the things that I do daily, something I call germs, J E R M S. And I wish I could say that I thought of it. It was something I, I read maybe 15, 20 years ago. I think the guy took it down. I have not been able to find it anywhere.
0: It's yours. Uh, hey, you heard it first, people. Um, Leo Flowers, he coined the term. It's his. You can't find it. Don't take it. Germs, it's him. It's, it's, it's all yours now. Copyright that shit. Thank
1: you, brother. <laughs> and uh, And so Germs is, uh, every day I do this, I journal, I exercise, read, meditate. And the S is a fluid uh, thing with, where self-talk uh, and then also socializing because it, you know people who are, are going through depression or some type of mood disorder uh, tend to isolate themselves, which yes. makes it more dangerous, yes. right? Experiencing a flare-up that's when I click through my progressions. I look at it like um, I don't know if you play if you're a football fan at all.
0: Yeah, big time.
1: But so the quarterback, you know, when he drops back to pass, he's going through his progressions. He has the first receiver that the, who the play's meant designed to go to, mm-hmm. and then the second and the third and the fourth. And he's just clicking through his progressions, and if no one's open, then he runs yeah. right. So I'm clicking through my progressions of journaling, exercising, reading, meditating, self-talk, socializing, uh, and then if none of those work, instead of running, I will sleep. I'll mm-hmm. just lay down. I'll just shut everything down.
0: I want to get get to some of these because it's so funny because so I, too, have had some suicidal ideations and made plans and all that type of stuff, so definitely bit been there but it's funny because you said said one thing that really resonated with me and resonates with a lot of our listeners is the routine. I can't tell you how important that has been for me to be consistent with my routine and it pretty much mirrors your your acronym here germs with the exception of journaling which I do need to do more First thing I do in the morning I wake up I meditate next thing I exercise or next thing I read, and then next thing I ex- exercise. And then if I do those things in the morning, nine, 99 times out of 100, that day is going to be a good day. I'm not going to have those horrific negative self-talks. I'm going to be productive. I'm going to get, get to all that type of stuff. So I want to see, can you kind of expand a little bit on maybe some advice or some things that you do personally during each one of these and kind of maybe start with the journaling? Like what are you writing down or what recommend or what works for you?
1: Great question. So... I I actually so the germs, I, I, my version of it in the morning is different than the version of it at night. So I'll I'll do two germ sessions. Right, the the one in the morning when I journal, it is just a dumping out of the trash in my brain, or I won't say trash, but whatever's up there. Mm-hmm. So I'm basically just freestyle writing for a page, sometimes up to three pages. But definitely when I have a yellow notepad and I'm just and sometimes I'm writing the same thing over and over again. Sometimes I'm writing gibberish. Sometimes there's a joke (laughs) that I'm working through (laughs) that I'll end up just trying to explore different angles uh, with it. But I don't control it. I'm not looking for a proper grammar or for it to make sense. I'm just freestyle and dumping whatever's up there nonstop until I get to the end of the page. So that's what my journaling looks like in the morning. Then at night, before I go to bed, I am journaling. uh, I'm just writing down notes from the day. Like I'm looking at like what happened, what worked, what didn't work. uh, Maybe some things I want to do for the following day ideas, like it's it's a, almost a freestyle session again, but this is more like bullet points. Okay, like a
0: reflection. You know,
1: yeah. um, like if I did a workout or an exercise, I'm like, oh man, that was a that was a great. Uh, we have to do you know more core work, or uh, or if I learned something, be like, you know, I would I would write that down, or you know, I have my clients that I'm training take notes maybe about my client, so. I'm just it's just kind of taking little bullet points of the day, and then thinking about the next day of things that that I may or may not want to do. So it's just real quick. Uh, there's no time. There's, you know, I'm not trying to get down like ten things. Or and sometimes it, you know, there's some gratitude in it. Like mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I thank my nine year old self. I'm like, you know what? Thank you so much for uh, taking me hiking today. Or you know, uh, sometimes I you know, it's like it just becomes like a little letter to the self that night, um, where you're just kind of appreciating things or, wow, that salad was amazing. I'm glad you took the time out. i even, you know, write that down. Like, I'm glad you took the time out to go, uh, to the farmer's market to get the ingredients to chop that up and eat that. And that really made me feel well. And I'm sure that, um, we're going to sleep better as a result of it. You know, things like that, just that kind of self-talk kind of
0: thing. I think that's really good, especially that night going over that stuff, because what you're also doing is the thing that too many of us, especially nowadays, don't do enough of, which is patting yourself on the back. You know, when you had that salad or when you did that exercise, you know, when you're writing that down, go, hey, you know, good job, Leo, you, you, you really fucking killed it today, you know, and giving yourself some credit for all the things you do right instead of constantly looking at all the things you do, do wrong. So... What about? Oh, you know, there's
1: that quote that says, "What you appreciate appreciates." Oh, right. Good. So you have to you have to catch yourself doing good so that you can, can you can build on that. Yeah,
0: moving through the uh, acronym. So exercise is pretty self explanatory, but what would what? Well,
1: the, the exercise part is. Um, let me go into that a little bit. Uh, yeah, because, I was going to say. You so have that in expertise. the morning, my exercise is uh, I do like a, uh, you can YouTube morning mobility exercises. So I'll do a morning mobility routine just to make sure my body can move the way I want it to uh, at any point during the day. Uh, So it's not so much of a workout as it is just making sure my hips, hamstrings, shoulder, neck, back, everything is, is mobile and activated. Make sure my glutes are activated. My core is activated So I feel prepared for any of the movements I have to do during the day when I'm training clients or just even pulling something out the car or whatever. And then at night, my exercise more of a static stretching. So, Mm -hmm. um, like maybe I'll sit in child's pose for a couple minutes or do some type of uh, rhythmic breathing. But it's just more static stretching than, and less emphasis where I'm just holding a stretch for a few minutes versus. In the morning, um, I'm, I'm, I'm moving around. I'm moving yep. in and out of positions fluidly.
0: For the individual that just isn't into exercise, that isn't a super athlete or wasn't a super athlete like yourself, what would you tell them? Is it just kind of move around, stretch? Someone that, hey, they're not going to go to the gym. They're not going to do that. But what what would you tell them to do? What would be the best thing for them to do in the morning if they're not really looking to go do that CrossFit workout type of stuff?
1: walk around the block or walk to go get your coffee or walk to get the newspaper. If, if, if you're not a person who likes to exercise or do anything in the morning, you can do a couple of things. I have clients they uh, will do their stretches in the shower, like some toe touches, a couple of squats, things like that. But I find that getting up and walking outside around the block or, you know, walking to get your coffee or something like that, and then come back in, and that's just a great way to wake you up. You'll find that just that outside air hitting yeah. you in the morning. You know, I don't, I don't drink caffeine really. I only use it in very dire circumstances. I, I get up with and get my day going um, some days at 4:30 a.m. Uh, with no caffeine.
0: You said so- something there, and I don't want to deviate off of the, the acronym, but you said just go out there and get some fresh air. So. Have you seen the benefits or have you read anything about as far as reducing some of those negative thoughts or, or when you feel bad? And ladies and gentlemen, listening, this doesn't have to just be if you're super, super down in the dubs, feeling negative or anything like that. This could just be if you're kind of having an off day or if you're not fi- feeling good. But you said go out and get some fresh air. Would you say getting out in nature is a massive benefit because it works for me? Do you find that same thing?
1: Absolutely, you know, going hiking, hugging, and, and and I know a lot of people because of uh, where they live, maybe nature isn't, uh, you know, ex- easily accessible. Mm-hmm. So you know, hugging a tree, walking on grass barefoot, or just being, even just being on a rooftop, you know, looking at the city. It's there's just something about when you're in nature and you can you can hear the birds chirping and you can you can. Feel life happening, you know. Yeah. You, I go hiking. I hear frogs, and I, I ran into a swarm of bees the other day. And, oh, no. uh, you know, you're stepping over rattlesnakes, and uh, you know, a, a horse left some some gifts behind for you. You just you, you're you feel life, yeah, and you feel things growing, and you feel things moving, and uh, and I think that when you're in your apartment or in your house or uh, in your cubicle. Everything is so static, yeah, right Everything the the air, the air is stiff. the you know the the images are the same. It's the same. you're looking at the same thing every day. The sounds, the smells you're, you're breathing in recycled air nine times out of ten. So yeah. you know you get outside and you feel a business. I you know I went, I went to Thailand mm, uh, a few that. years ago. The best part of that trip, you know, and I, I, I did everything you could do in Thailand not everything, but I did everything you could do in Thailand. And my favorite part was riding on a scooter and just feeling that breeze go across my face. Yes. It's such yes. a it's such a freeing feeling. Yeah. Right? The breeze across it's I don't know what it is, but I loved it. I loved it. And I'm like, why isn't everybody on a scooter? This is amazing. Yeah. This feels
0: great. I can't believe you said that. So my wife and I, we went to Thailand a few years back for 17 days. One of the best memories that I have is we both got scooters. We were on the uh, island of Koh Lanta and both got scooters. And I popped in my headphones. I had some Rolling Stones going. It was, you know, just around 4 o'clock, 5 p.m. So just starting to get kind of dusk. And it was the best freeing feeling just with the wind in your face, just like at the time, like not a care in the world. I'm with my loved one. I'm on the scooter. Um, I don't know what any of these signs say, but I don't care. It's awesome. I got rolling stones in my head. There's just something about being out, out in nature. And it's funny, after my suicide attempt, the very first session with my therapist she is so good shout out to dr She is so good she realized that i couldn't handle a lot of things she goes i only want you to do after we talked she goes i just want you to do one thing i just want you to go out and just walk in nature she goes you live in newport beach just go to the beach and just walk from one tower to the other and if you feel like it walk back to the other one if you feel like it walk again but just do it at least once and i did and i didn't feel cured or anything like that but i was like Oh, I did feel immediately better being out there in nature. So I think it's a real good
1: There's there is a power in, you know, if you if you are feeling overwhelmed to just be like, "Hey, right, all, right, all right, if I just do one thing, what's the one thing?" I tell you what, there was a point where I I was barely getting out of bed and I was like, "All right, Leo, just shower in the morning." Mm-hmm. Because I, I went there was a period when I went a week without showering. Yep. I was like, "Oh, we can't have that happen again." That's (laughs) right. Yeah.
0: And the thing is, is tell me, tell me wrong because I went through the exact same thing. Think of after you did the shower, there was a little feeling of accomplishment, and that little feeling is just that little bit of inertia you need to. Okay, maybe I'll put on clean clothes instead of my sweats. Yeah, you know. So it's just so everyone listening. Just that one little step will beget another step, and will beget another step, and a day will turn into a week, a week will turn into a month, a month will turn into a year. The next thing you know, you know, your life's uh, really starting to turn around. Um, so that's really good. So moving forward on your acronym, because I I love love this. So the read is there. Some uh, what do you do for reading? Just kind of read anything? Do you have certain things, or what recommendations would you so give to anybody? So great
1: question. Another great question. So I have. i'm I'm usually reading i'm always reading definitely two books at the same time and then there might be a third one so the book that i read in the morning is uh zen mind beginner's mind and i started reading that after reading steve jobs's biography because it's one of the books that uh He loves and recommends it. And it's a book that I had read before, and then it just made me go pick it back up. Mm. And so Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, has I've just accepted it as my my morning Bible. It's a very thin book of like 140 pages. The quote-unquote chapters, they're not really chapters, but just lessons, are like a page to two pages. So every morning I'll just wake up when I read it, I'll just read the the uh, the lesson for uh, that day and highlight and take some notes. At night in uh, bed, I'll read fiction. So right like, now I'm reading Moby Dick, which I'll probably be reading forever. Yeah, that's a, like, book,
0: right? <laughs> that's a real small book, right? That's a real small book,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, Moby Dick is like. 600 pages, and the words in this book are just as big as the book. So I'm constantly <laughs> highlighting and having to look up words and then navigate the language of the time also. So yeah, challenging myself to read a chapter of it a night.
0: To the um, listeners or to the people that, you know, once we start talking about reading, just kind of turned off. So I used to be like that as well, and I have a friend that hasn't read a book since, I don't know, since he was three or something like that. And uh, he goes, how do, you, how do you read so many books? And I go, you know what? I I had to really chunk it down into small pieces. So I started off with I wanted to read a book a month, and so I took the book, I have 300 pages divided by 30, so I read 10 pages, read 10 pages a day, and it makes it a lot more easier to do. And if you still don't enjoy reading, get an audiobook and just put a timer on your phone. The Audible has. The timer on it just put it there for just five minutes and just just read it, it will really start to stimulate um stimulate the mind and, and get those neurons firing and stuff like that so that's really good this next one this one i'm really really excited about i'm really interested to see kind of what you do or what your practice is so meditate so what do you do and when do you do it
1: so in the morning i meditate and then at night i pray
0: meditate is the first thing you do so when you wake
1: up Some mornings, it's the first thing I do, uh, I really um, try to listen to my body and see what it wants to do first. Mm. I'm like, do we want to journal first? Do we want to meditate? Do we want to read? It really varies from day to day. Uh, I try to do the whole, I try to go through the progression as it's uh, written, the journal, exercise, reading. But there's just some mornings where my body's like, we want to exercise
2: right now. I'm like, All
1: right, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I got a little nine-year-old, in me, so I yeah. gotta, I gotta listen to the nine-year-old. So when I meditate, it's uh, twenty minutes, and uh, I put on. I bought some Bose noise-canceling headphones, which are the best. I'm not sponsored by them; they're just remarkable for people who are especially who are uh, introverts or uh, empaths or highly sensitive people to just block out uh, noise. Um, And so, and then I'll put on, uh, I'll get on YouTube and and there's a 20 minute meditation where it's just like running water and some, you're hitting a bell Mm -hmm. every couple seconds. And I'll listen to that. And sometimes I'll do it without any, uh, without this without the sound mm-hmm. but i can't like so today i actually i didn't meditate this morning uh because my first session was at 5 a.m so i actually did like a two minute meditation and then actually and then right before you called i did like a four or five minute meditation so i don't i don't beat myself up over uh like b- being stripped yeah. right because you know, you know you don't wanna stress out over your routine like that's counterproductive. Yep. Uh but you, you definitely mm-hmm. wanna have a way of uh recentering yourself. Yep. So if I don't get to twenty minutes in, it's not a big deal. It's it's all about setting that intention and in. and it's just comforting to know that it's there and yep. that it works and that uh I've never meditated and regretted meditating. You know what I'm saying? Like that was useless. Yeah. Um so for sure. Uh but then at night I like to get on my knees and pray. There's something um grounding about just being on your knees in front of the bed. And it probably because I grew up praying. Mm-hmm. Um and uh just I don't have a specific prayer, but just seeing what's up there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like just—it's a way to check in with myself, to to kind of talk to God, to kind of, you know, it's uh, just to to—I think I think about it like—I think of myself as like a like a, a snow globe, right? Your mind is like a snow globe, and mm-hmm. you're as you're walking around and going through the day, you're just shaking it up all day, and uh, and then you have to when just, once you set it down or when you kneel down to pray, then all that stuff just starts to settle
0: down and calm down yes. you know that is a great
1: you, you have to give yourself
0: yeah that is a Go fantastic ahead. analogy that that snow globe i used to always hear meditation i never had a negative connotation or anything i was just like eh, whatever you know it's not really for me but then i will tell you that it is by far the only thing that i do every day no matter what at least Five minutes, five minutes a day and I haven't missed a day. And what this is, what meditation has done for me is it's allowed me, when a negative thought does come in, it allows me to recognize the thought faster before that negative thought begets another negative thought and then another and then I'm stopped, then I'm not productive, then I'm like, you know, beat myself up because I'm not productive and then I'm sitting on the couch and then I'm eating bad food, you know, because I didn't catch that first thought then I went down the spiral. But what this meditation does, like you said, that snow globe analogy, it's allowed allowed me to like, kind of quiet the mind and kind of put everything like power down the whole mind and have it relax. And so it's not so, it's not so chaotic. And then when a, a negative thought comes up, you know, I could just focus on my breath and it, I recognize it and I, it's not so detrimental. It's not, doesn't grab me and hold on to me. Cause I recognize, it. I go, wait, nope, stop. So meditation has been so so huge for me.
1: And you know, I don't want to add on to uh uh and, and and this is more of a vocabulary thing when we're talking about like how we talk to ourselves and what we're saying. The the idea of negative talk and positive talk or, or negative thoughts versus positive thoughts. You know, in Zen, um, they express it as like there's there's no negative or positive, there just is, right? When I have the quote-unquote negative thoughts or self-defeating thoughts and things like that, my intention or goal is not to get rid of it. It's to, it goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning of listening to it, right? If I say to myself, God, Leo, you're fat, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, oh, that's that's a, that's a negative thought, I need to get rid of it, I go, let's explore that.
0: Yes, yes. Like, am I
1: fat? Oh uh well I did I did eat a little much. I ate way more than I should have during dinner and you you know damn well you shouldn't have had ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh well, one bite was good, but a whole pint, like what how do you think you're gonna feel? You know? Yep. Um and so just being being more objective and um more playful with yourself versus yes. being uh hard on yourself, right? That's what that's what they mean when they say don't be hard on yourself it doesn't mean be light on yourself it just means be objective and really explore you know if you if you feel like killing yourself you know even when i have those thoughts i go well of course you feel like killing yourself you you, you didn't sleep well last night you got four hours of sleep and then you ate like crap mm-hmm. you know uh so uh, who 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 wants to live uh, on four hours of sleep like it's just not You're not going to feel well, you know, so to really click through, it goes back to clicking through your progressions of identifying why you might feel like that and be like, all right, so what are we going to do next time? So then it doesn't become this, this boogeyman, uh, you know, and it's challenging, but like you said, meditation allows you that space to kind of look at it objectively like that versus, uh, just reacting to the thoughts and ideas.
0: yeah, that's a that is so, so massive. What you just said is if you have a quote unquote negative negative thought and I like the fact, just it's just a thought it just is. But if you have a negative thought, do exactly what what you said and look at it and go and try to prove it correct or try to prove it not correct. like I look I look fat in all of my all of my clothes. Okay, so is that true? Well, everybody knows that that's not true is because everybody has that one shirt, you know, that makes your, you know, for guys that makes their biceps look big or, you know, gals have that one dress that you know you look fucking good. You know you do. Everybody has that shirt. Everybody has those pants. Everybody has that dress, that hat, whatever. So when I say, oh my God, I look horrible in every picture or I'm fat in every picture, well, that's not actually true. So doing what you said and analyzing that thought and go, well, no, go get that um, that one shirt out of the closet that wraps around your bicep just perfect, makes them look bigger than they are, and go ahead and go wear that type of stuff. So that's so, so massive to recognize the thought, but then then explore it. Is that actually true? And most often times than not, it's not going to be true. So that's really, really big. I'm glad you said that. And
1: the, and the better you get at doing that with yourself, then the better you can do it with other people and then – you will be less affected by what people are saying to you, good or bad. I was talking to a client the other day, and, uh, and and she was saying how, you know, the key to a good marriage is to never go to bed angry. I realize, you know, we've we've often heard that, like don't go to bed angry. But really it's don't go to bed emotional because if you're excited, about the following day then that's gonna keep you up as much as anger
0: true yep
1: right yep so it's not about just we're treating anger like it's the worst thing but uh, but there there have been studies that show that a lot of car accidents take place because people get excited they get some good news they get a get a, get a text or a phone call. About uh, you know they're having a kid, or they got a pay raise, or they want some money, and they get so excited they end up crashing their car.
0: Interesting.
1: So, the excitement being, it, we're just talking about just being emotional. That's why we talk. You know, we go back and we say there aren't any good or bad emotions. It's if if you're too emotional, that can. Steer you in the wrong direction, uh, literally. Mm-hmm. So when we, that's the importance of finding a way to ground yourself before you even get into bed yeah. so that uh, you can get a good night's sleep.
0: Man, that is so good. So uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit there, that self-talk. Did you have anything else to add to that or did you want to touch on that socialization? And then I have um, two other questions. So the, kind of yeah, we can
1: go into both of it, right? Okay, yeah. So Let's with see. the self-talk, I, I basically, this gets a little woo, but I, at the beginning of every year, I'll look up my, uh, my astrological signs mantra and, you know, I just pick a website and, and it'll kind of give me a breakdown of what my year looks like. I'm a Pisces. It'll say your mantra for this year should be blah, blah, blah. So I'll just make that my, my self talk mantra okay for the year right
2: um
1: and and so for 2019 the mantra is uh as I set goals and achieve them my dreams take shape in fulfilling ways so I'll say that 10 times as I'm uh when I'm in the shower and now the now the, t- the shower that I do is a contrast shower. It's a hot and cold. Mm-hmm. And so when I turn it cold, it's so cold and it's so miserable. That uh, I'll yell out my <laughs> mantra in the morning, which I'm sure my uh, neighbors love at 4.30 yeah. in the morning. Yeah, you're super hot. Uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I'm just jumping in the shower, like, as I said, Joe's in the and I'm just like jumping up and down. And oh, I'll say funny. it 10 times. And then periodically throughout the day, uh, going through therapy, one of my issues is uh feelings of inadequacy so i'll say to myself i am enough Mm. um but which i've changed to we are enough and the reason why i changed it to we are enough is to remind myself that i'm not the only one going through this i'm not the only one feeling inadequate i'm not the only one who's struggling with not feeling like they, they're enough or have done enough. We as as a society, as a country, as, as, the, as people, we all struggle with feelings of inadequacy. And it just reminds me that I'm linked to something bigger.
0: Well, I, we're running up on time. I want to finish with two questions and okay. actually more asking uh, for your advice. So first one is someone was standing in front of you and – they weren't feeling the best and they were having the feelings of I'm worthless or, or I can't do this or, you know, there's nothing left or I'm to this, I'm to that. What would you tell them if they were standing in front of you right now?
1: Um, I'd say a couple things. I I, I ask them first, uh, explore all their feelings. Uh, if you're feeling worthless, okay. And tell me why. Why do you feel like that? And you'll, you'll probably click through a couple things and then I'll ask you what else are you feeling? Because if you have feelings, you're just not going to be feeling worthless, and, uh, and then you might say, "I'm also feeling powerless," and I'll and I'll say, "Oh, that makes sense," and you'll you'll explain why, and we'll just kind of click through those things. And I'd say, call anyone, mm. talk to anyone, yeah, right, yep. like get you know first accept how you feel. Don't don't think about you got to get rid of the emotions or you got to change because That's gonna come and go. uh, That's just life, right? Like trees come and go, birds come, like things come. Your emotions will come and go. Sometimes they come back a little faster than you want them to. I get that, Mm -hmm. but but it's not a static state, right? Call anyone. Yeah. I I mean, call somebody that you hate. (laughs) Call call an enemy. Yeah. Call call a stranger. Knock knock on someone's door. Bring somebody something. Right, because yeah. a lot of times we get so caught up in in our emotions and what we're going through, we forget about the value that we have and the things that we have. Like sometimes I will, like I just the other day I was driving back from a hike and this lady was selling strawberries out of her truck on the side of the road, and uh, I bought this entire case of strawberries, and I was like, "There's no way I can eat all these strawberries," uh-huh. and so I was like. I just started knocking on my neighbor's doors. Like, hey, you want a pint of strawberries? They got like eight of them. I'm mm-hmm. not good. I could eat all of them, but uh, right. I might as well make some friends. Yeah. And so I was just giving away strawberries, you know. But so I, I think a lot of people think they have to, they go, you know, well, I can't afford a therapist. You don't have to talk to a therapist. You can You can talk to your male person. Mm-hmm. People want to talk. Yeah. You know, you get on the elevator. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? I, I, I was on the elevator the other day. This dude had uh, a bunch of uh, uh, shirts from the, you think up from his dry cleaners, and I forgot what I said to him. I go, man, that's got to be expensive. And he goes, not as a, as expensive as a divorce. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was like, never go through it, brother. Never go through it. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. And, you know, we had a great we had a great laugh. Yeah. So, you know, um, there's a thing called, um, oh, what is it called? Email you? There's basically, you. Uh, there's a website and it's free where you can email a letter to yourself and it'll come back to you a year to three years later.
0: Oh, wow. That's kind of cool.
1: And it's so cool because It it get you know you can eat and you can make your email as long as you want to, and uh, set the time it can come back to you in three months or three five years or whatever, and it's such a cool and fun thing to look forward to because you will completely forget what you sent yourself. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh yeah,
1: you know, and so it's like this little gift and and surprise that
0: uh, you have coming back to you. How fast was Randy Moss? (laughs) <laughs> Dude It's like uh,
1: Up to that point <laughs> Before I played against Randy Moss I thought I was going pro And When I saw What he could do I was like there's no way like, fuck it, I quit. The gap Between me and him was so vast <laughs> that no amount of uh performance enhancing drugs or training yeah or anything there was no under armor i could put like <laughs> not out there nike wasn't going to make a shoe there was nothing uh, that was going to help me close that distance did you try reebok pumps like, Is there, say it again did you
0: try reebok pumps
1: <laughs> oh, I tried I tried to rebound pump. I even put a little extra air in there. I put some nitrous in there. I Put everything, everything in there. <laughs> and uh, I was like, if there if there's more of them like this, <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I don't stand a chance. Uh, and so uh, that is I, I I he was my only missed tackle of of that year. And I remember going to tackle him. And I just was I just end up hugging myself. <laughs> there was at no point did I see him not move. I was just like yeah.
0: oh. Well Leo so Flowers, I really that. appreciate um appreciate the time, but you know, in all sincerity, I really appreciate you being um transparent and, and open, giving the tips and stuff like that. You've been through a lot, you've done a lot and with your podcast and everything that you're doing, your life coach, all this stuff, you're helping a lot of people. And I know once People listen to this podcast, and they take just a fraction of the nuggets, routines, and the steps, and the acronyms, and the uh, thought processes that you gave us today. It's going to drastically help people for the better. So in all sincerity, I really appreciate you doing that. Thank you very much, man.
1: Thank you, brother. I appreciate it.
0: Cool. Thanks. See you guys.